Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to give you some options on replacing your pool pump, when you should replace your whole pool pump and motor, or when you can just get away with replacing the motor. Also go over common problems you're going to experience with your pool pump and motor in this podcast. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open 7 days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Also receive priority service, enhanced rebate programs, a discount on your general liability insurance through SPA, a discount on your pool riding software through Skimmer, and an opportunity to co-brand with Leslie's on your social media, website, truck, and more. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. So the pool pump is kind of the heart of your pool equipment and this runs everything. So if it's not working properly, you're going to have lots of filtration and water quality issues. So it's really important to have a working pump on your pool equipment. In July of this year, 2021, the Department of Energy mandated some new regulations that are nationwide and this restricts the sale of certain horsepower in-ground pool pumps. Typically, anything over one horsepower would fall under this regulation of being something that's not energy efficient, and therefore a single-speed pump over one horsepower, in most cases, would not be allowed to be sold by a manufacturer or a pool store, or a distributor wouldn't carry that pump anymore. But you can still get a lot of pumps that fall out of the exemption And you can still get single-speed pumps, of course, that are exempt from the regulations for an above-ground pool. So, you know, the rules are kind of one of these things where you'd have to find out the horsepower of your particular pump. And if a new motor would fall under this regulation as being a problem or not, it's really confusing. And it's something that I really don't agree with. And it's not any kind of political reason. It's not like I don't like the government making regulations. I think certain regulations are definitely important. And the government's role is important for sure in making rules that govern the nation. However, this particular rule of energy efficiency is completely illogical. And for this reason, I think the regulation can't be enforced. And it's just not a smart thing to do. I'll give you an example Basically, they're saying that if you run anything over a certain horsepower, you're wasting energy, which in a way is true because it's going to cost more to run a higher horsepower pump and it's going to cost more energy, use more local energy resources. But there really is no way to prevent you, the homeowner, or the commercial pool account from running your two horsepower or three horsepower variable speed pump for, you know, 10 or 12 hours a day at 3450 RPMs, which is the full speed of what a single speed pump would run at. So, you know, the government can't regulate you if you're a commercial account and you're forced to buy a barrel speed pump, but you can run it full speed for 24 hours a day 
and there's no way of stopping you. There's no penalties built in. I mean, you're going to pay a higher electricity bill, but no one knows that's your pool pump causing that electricity cost. So for me, the rules, the regulations are just not smart because you can run your variability pump at full speed at the top RPM, and basically you're going to use the same amount of energy if you had a single speed pump. So for that reason only, I think the rule is just not smart. You know, it's like if they say you can't drive your car over 70, but there's no way to modulate the engine to prevent that, that law is pretty much moot because you can go 100 if no one's watching you and there's no way to enforce that. So one of those things where I think if I was on the panel and advising the Department of Energy, I would tell them there's other ways to promote energy savings. One would be offering very large rebates, you know, to the consumer, which they have in some cases to certain energy companies. But if the government were to offer rebates to consumers to put in the variable speed pump, because truthfully, you know, even a one horsepower pump uses more energy than a, you know, one or 1.5 horsepower VS pump set at a lower RPM. So if everyone in the country switched over to variable speed pumps, to me, that would be more logical. And then you would have the outliers that run that pump at full speed, you know, causing more energy use. But there's really nothing that's going to push people to buy these variable speed pumps. And I think Hayward has come up with a really good solution. They have these variable speed pumps that look like single speed pumps where you can kind of adjust them, but not really with the full control of a variable speed pump controller where it's kind of confusing and you can have six different speeds on it. So it's a good option. It's called the Hayward um, XE. Is that what it is? The Hayward, yeah, XE pump. And it's kind of an in-between variable speed pump that you can sell to your customers and say, hey, you can be within regulations now. And this pump is a variable speed pump. And it is somewhat adjustable, but it's kind of just replace your standalone single speed pump that's not connected to an automatic panel. And it's a great option. I think I got off my soapbox about a minute ago there about the government. So I'm actually in the actual podcast here in case you're wondering. And so it does uh, provide you a way around the regulation but and it gives you a variable speed pump, so to speak. It looks almost like a two-speed pump in the old days, but it has six different speeds. So definitely an option. And I give you know Hayward props for coming up with a solution that no one has made yet, which I'm sure Pentair and Jandy are working on an XC-type pump for the single-speed consumer that doesn't want a variable speed pump, so to speak, with a drive-on back, but wants to have the energy savings of a variable speed pump. You kind of have to look it up and Google it and kind of see what the Hayward XE pumps are all about. They know what I'm talking about, but they're not a true VS pump, so to speak, with the drive and controller on the back. And so let me just go here and back up a little bit now that I've put all that out there with the Department of Energy regulations and kind of the options you have. And so if you have a pump in your backyard and the motor is starting to make noises, and it could make various noises. It could be a um, a low humming noise, and then it could be a higher-pitched kind of squealing noise. And I can do it here, but I don't want to blow your eardrums out. But you've heard it. If you do pull service, you've heard this noise. It sounds like, you know, 100 pigs squealing at once. And this definitely is the bearings in the motor going out. And it could kind of go to where it squeals and then it doesn't squeal for a while and as the motor heats up the squealing might get less but as the bearings wear out even more in the motor the sound is going to be more constant and there's a point where if you turn it on you're going to get that humming and then click it'll click off and pretty much that motor is burned out if it had that whining noise before now if you turn on your pool pump and you hear a hum like click 
that's probably the capacitor, the starter capacitor going out on that pump. And you can replace that. It's like a 20, you know, less than $20 part. And if it's on top of the pump, it's either the run or start capacitor. And if it's on top of the pump in that little tiny cage area with two screws holding it on, you can change it out really easily. It's just two wires and you just put a new one in and see if that starts it up. The ones in the back of the motor are a little harder and you might have to, you know, move some things out of the way to get to it. But that would be the first thing to check. If you go to turn on your pool pump, everything is working perfectly fine up to that point, and you have that humming noise, the mm, click, then you know that it's probably the capacitor. A couple things can cause that besides that. If you have a Pentair Whisper Flow pump, the seal plate can get warped when if water gets on there for a long period of time, like a drip leak, or if it just gets wet. Um, in an area where it gets a lot of water. And you can actually check that if you have a Pente Whisper Flow Pump and it's not turning on, making that noise. What I like to do is I stand, bracing the motor with my legs, kind of lean down and put some weight on it. Then I'll put my, then I'll turn on the pump. You know, if it's an automatic timer, I'll flip the switch. And then I'll put my hands on the seal plate, which is the part where the motor and the pump come together. And I'll push down on it while I'm holding the motor with my knees kind of like sitting on it. And then I will, that kind of balances it out. And sometimes the pump will prime up and start. Then you know that the seal plate is warped and you have to replace that because then the impeller kind of rubs against the side of it. And that stops it from starting. If you have a normal pump besides the the Pentair Whisper Flow and you're hearing that, the impeller could be clogged also. And so try taking the pump basket out. Of course, turn everything off. Take the pump basket out. And I like using a Phillips screwdriver, putting it in there and spinning it. And the impeller should spin fairly freely with the screwdriver. You should feel it spinning in there. You may be able to reach it with your finger also in some cases. But I don't really like doing that because you can get cut from the side of the pump when you put your hand down in there. Not from the impeller itself. Um, and definitely make sure everything is off because you don't want it to be touching the impeller when it comes on. And see if it spins freely. You can also just take the pump off of the back or the motor off of the pump. Typically, there's six bolts holding it on or a clamp. And then inspect the impeller by spinning it with your hand and see if it spins. And so those are the causes of the kind of humming that you're going to hear. More than likely, though, if it's been making any kind of squealing noise before the humming, then the bearings or the motor has kind of burned out the coils. And this is a true story. I was at a stop, and it was a Stayrite uh, maxi glass or Dura glass. I can't remember which one it was. The Stayrite pumps are notorious for getting extremely hot when they run. And this particular one, I knew it was kind of burning out. And so the customer was back there with me. And I'm like, hey, your pump seems to be wearing out. Or your motor seems to be wearing out, I should say. And I was over there and I turned on the timer. And not kidding you, you know, sparks and flames flew out of the back of that motor right in front of the customer. And he was like, yeah, I think the motor needs to be replaced. And that was like perfect timing to have them there. I've had some where I've turned them on and they've popped on me in like a, you know, walled-in equipment area. And that really is loud. So that could happen if the motor gets really old. So the point, I think, is if the motor is getting really old, you should think about replacing that. Now, how do you know if you should replace the motor and the pump or just the motor itself? I think the age of the pump is the indicator as if you should just change the back end of it or if you should change the whole pump. In my opinion, if that pump is more than 8 years old, 8 to 10 years old, I would change out the entire pump and motor at that point because the service life of the wet end 
or the, you know, the wet end of the pump is at an end, you know, between 10 and 12 years, those parts wear out. And I mentioned the intel the uh, whisper flow warping. So you know that all those parts kind of wear over time. And I think definitely, you know, eight to 10 years, replace both the pump and motor. And then when you replace the pump and motor, I would go with whatever is in there to make it easier. And so, for example, if you have a whisper flow, which is really common in my area, there's unions on those usually. And believe it or not, the IntelliFlow pump by Pentair will fit perfectly in that spot. And so you can upgrade to an IntelliFlow VS if you can find one in this day and age with the shortage. You can definitely just take the unions off the whisper flow, and then you can wire in an IntelliFlow VS pump. It's that easy. And the same thing with Jandy and Hayward. If you have a particular Hayward TriStar pump at your stop or your home, you can put a TriStar VS in there because it'll fit into the same footprint. For me, that's the easiest way to replace the pump. You don't have to cut the plumbing or replumb it if there's unions already on there. In my yard, I have a Jan- I have Jandy VS pumps, and I just put I just upgraded mine from a one horsepower uh, Flow Pro VS pump to a three horsepower 2.7, and I simply just took the unions off, and then I put I plumbed that the other VS pump into my water feature. And then I put the three horsepower VS pump in the same spot I took the other one out of. And it was just simply me changing the unions or actually unscrewing the unions and putting the new pump in and moving the old one out. So very easy replacement. I definitely think that's the best way to do it because it's less work. And you can have other pumps. Like for instance, if you get an off-brand pump, like the Circupool VS pump, um, they make salt systems and they make VS pumps. It actually has the same footprint as an IntelliFlow VS pump or WhisperFlow pump, and so you can use an off-brand pump. Kind of read the descriptions of the off-brand pumps and see how they kind of fit into the pump that you have now. And for me, that's the easiest way to swap out a pump is to use kind of the same footprint. If you're unsure, you can definitely call the manufacturer. So if you have a Jandy pump at your particular house or if you're servicing a pool with a Jandy pump, I would put in a call to Floridra Tech Support. Now, Floridra is the owner of Jandy now, or Zodiac. And so I would call them and let them know, hey, I have this particular pump. Which pump will actually fit in the same footprint as this pump? Now, if you don't have unions, there's going to be some replumbing. But at least you'll have an idea of a pump that will fit in there. And then if you want to just change brands entirely, you can definitely do that. It just takes a little bit more work cutting the plumbing and putting a new one in because they don't match up exactly manufacturer to manufacturer so that's something you need to know that if you have a Hayward pump and you're going to go to a Jandy pump they're not going to match with the plumbing exactly and so there may be some tinkering that you have to do with the plumbing to switch them out but you can definitely switch brands of pump I'm just saying that it's easier you know if you have a Pentair Whisper Flow to put in an IntelliFlow pump because it fits in the same area so there was one issue with going into a VS pump that's pretty much been eliminated by the manufacturers now because Everything is dual voltage. It used to be that the Pentair Superflow VS was the only VS pump that could modulate the voltage between 115 volts and 230 volts. But now all the manufacturers make dual voltage pumps. Jandy, Hayward, Pentair, or actually Pentair has a Superflow VS still that does that. But definitely they can do uh, dual voltage. And so you can you have more options basically if you have a breaker that's running 110, 115 volts. You can use you know, one of the other manufactured brands. But the Superflow VS was my go-to pump for the older homes. And I really like the Superflow for many reasons. The only drawback with the Superflow VS 
is that Pentair made it so it doesn't communicate with their automated, automated system. And so if you have an easy touch or an IntelliTouch panel and you wanted to put a Superflow VS on there to control the water features, you can't link it to the automated panel. I'm not sure why Pentair, well, I know why Pentair did that. They did it so that you, you have to buy an IntelliFlow pump, which is more expensive. And so the Superflow VS kind of is limited to a non-automated system, which is perfectly fine for most installations. But you can also go with the Hayward um, 1.65 horsepower pump, the Jandy 1.65 horsepower pump, and install those at the service accounts with the 115-volt breaker. I think one of the best pumps to put there would be the Hayward um, 1.85 or the Jacuzzi model from Leslie's. It's a 1.85 horsepower. It has a really large wet end for the pump area and it will run at a higher horsepower than you know the Superflow VS, which is a 1.5 horsepower. So that's an option for you. I definitely think matching the horsepower to the pump you're getting now is important. So if you have a 1.5 horsepower pump and you're thinking about going with a one horsepower pump, you may get away with it, but there's a reason why the builder put in a 1.5 horsepower or two horsepower pump, especially if you have a spa that's further from the equipment area or if you have water features. So there's some logic behind putting in a higher horsepower pump from the builder and going down to a lower horsepower pump may not be logical in a lot of cases. So if you're going to go from a 1.5 horsepower pump, again, the Pentair Superflow VS or the Hayward Jandy or Jacuzzi 1.65 VS pump would be a great option. I think the reason why I would lean towards the Hayward or Jandy or even the Jacuzzi model is that you can connect those to an automated panel, unlike the Pentair Superflow VS, which kind of is going to be dated um, for that reason. I think the other manufacturers with dual voltage have kind of cut into that territory, but it is still a very good pump. It's really easy to program. And so if you don't have automation, the Pentair Superflow VS is not a bad option at all. I just like the fact that it runs really well and it has an easy-to-program control panel for the customer. Now, if you wanted to just get the back end of the pump, because let's say you have a pump that's you know six years old and is still in great shape but the motor burned out and you don't want to upgrade the whole pump to a VS pump, you can definitely get a Century V-Green motor with a drive on the with a VS drive on the back, and they sell various horsepowers. They have a, a 2.7 horsepower and they have a 1.65 horsepower, I believe. And so it'll work on whichever horsepower you're replacing, and you don't have to replace the whole pump. You just get the drive for it, the, the uh, motor with the drive on there. And Century makes one. Um, A.O. Smith makes one, and there's some other manufacturers that are making just the motor with the VS drive on the back that will fit an existing pump, whether it's round or square flange, and it'll go right in there. So it's like basically getting a VS pump without putting a new pump in there. And that's a great option for a lot of customers that are looking for a way to upgrade their pump and save that energy and have the energy savings of a VS pump without spending the money for an entire pump install, which may not be necessary, especially if their pump is still in good shape. You would just need to get the motor for that. And you have to match the horsepower, of course, because the existing impeller of that old motor has to match the new one. You couldn't put a 2.7 horsepower motor on a 1 horsepower pump and take off the impeller from there 
you can get a new impeller, of course, which is probably something that you may want to think about. So if you are going from like a one horsepower standard pump and you wanted to get a higher horsepower back end on there, if the voltage allows you, you can definitely just change the impeller on there for the higher horsepower rating and go forward that way. So that's an option for you also. But I think you should stay within the horsepower that you have already. There's really no reason to go higher unless you have to. So for instance, if you have a 1.5 horsepower VS pump, there really is not a logical reason to get a 3 horsepower VS pump put in if you don't really need all that horsepower. And in some cases, it could be a little bit you know, of a drawback if you have a sand filter, for instance. Going from a 1 or 1.5 horsepower to a 3, you can definitely modulate the RPMs, but it's not designed. Sand filters aren't really designed for that much horsepower, especially if they're smaller. And also your plumbing, if you have 1.5 inch plumbing, going to a 3 horsepower pump could compromise really old plumbing underground, copper plumbing, things of that nature. So you may want to stick with the horsepower that you're rated for. And there's no need for it if you don't really need it. You know, my pool had a 1.5 horsepower pump and it was sufficient. But I went with a 3 horsepower pump just because I can. It was, a, you know, 2 inch plumbing. The spa is a little bit far from the equipment area. And it gives me that much more options as far as the power. But you don't have to if you don't need to. You know, the 1.65, 1.85 horsepower VS pumps are perfectly efficient. In fact, you know, it's kind of weird, but the higher horsepower VS pumps actually save you more energy than the lower horsepower VS pumps. It's not significant, but just so you know, if you get a 3 horsepower VS pump, you're thinking that if you get a 1.65 horsepower VS pump, you're going to save more energy, but it's actually reversed, and I don't know all the science behind it, but the higher horsepower VS pump is actually more efficient, energy efficient, than the lower horsepower um, VS pump. And I'll note a few more things before closing here. If you have an automated system, and let's say you have a Pentair Easy Touch, and right now you have a Pentair Whisper Flow Pump, logically I would get a Pentair IntelliFlow Pump put on there because it'll match the automation perfectly. Now, all the pumps are, of course, made to be interchanged between the automated systems. Hayward is kind of one of the, the stand, the holdouts with making some pumps compatible with their systems. But you can definitely put an IntelliFlow on a Hayward system. It just won't have the full communication that you would have with a Hayward pump on there. And definitely if you have a Hayward, you know, automated system and you have an old Hayward 1 horsepower pump, I would go with the Hayward VS pump so that it's kind of better. They communicate better if it is the manufactured brand. Although you can definitely put an IntelliFlow pump on, you know, a Jandy Aqualink system, no problem. It's just better if you already have that pump there to go with the brand of pump. And they're all pretty compatible with each other as far as reliability and things of that nature. So no reason to switch brands if you already have a certain brand of pump there. I think it's one of those things where it's easier, again, like I mentioned earlier, to switch out a pump that's already that already has the same footprint as your old pump that's there already. And if you're looking to replace your single-speed pump with maybe another single-speed pump, you can look for a local manufacturer or local seller of pumps in my area in Orange County is about 40 minutes from my house there's a local manufacturer here called Advantage Manufacturing and they rebuild motors and pumps and they sell a large variety of those plus some variable speed pumps and you may save a lot of money by going to a local maker or manufacturer of pool pumps versus buying a brand name pump 
And they're definitely well-made pumps. And I have one on my PortaVac here in my backyard, the portable filter system, and it works great. So Advantage Manufacturing is a local uh, pump or motor manufacturer near me. And last, you know, should you rebuild the motor and change the bearings in there? I mentioned the, the noise it makes, you know, the squealing noise it'll make. And sometimes you can hear the squealing noise from the front of the house. You know, the pump may be 100 yards away and you can actually hear it. Neighbors will complain in most cases to the city. And that's when the owner's like, hey, I have to get my motor fixed, you know, because it's making a lot of noise and neighbors are complaining. And definitely you can rebuild them. You can take them to a motor shop. Or sometimes the person at your local supply place will rebuild it for you. It's not super expensive to get a rebuilt motor or have a motor rebuilt. I think if you are a consumer and you go to a motor shop, it's like 130 bucks to have the bearings replaced in there. And same with the pool service. They would charge you about the same amount of money. They would take it in for you and charge you like 130 140 for it. But there's no guarantee that when they change the bearings, it's going to last more than six months. I think most will warranty it for 60 days. Or if that, and so you have that risk of spending that money and still having the motor having the same problem six months or a year down the road. So I would definitely have it rebuilt if you're if you can't afford a new one or if you don't have the budget for it. But if you can't afford a new motor, if you can't afford to upgrade to a VS motor on the back of it, or if you can afford to upgrade to a whole new pump, I don't see a reason why you shouldn't and why you want to tinker with getting the bearings replaced. It's only for those that can't really afford it, or maybe you're selling your house and you want something that's going to be a stopgap, then that's fine. But I, I think in most cases, I would just go with a new motor or a VS pump or a VS motor and just be done with it. And so I know I covered a lot of ground here. And if you're looking for other podcasts that I recorded about variable speed pumps, I did a podcast with Hayward and they talked about the XC pumps and their VS pumps in general. You can find that by going to my website at swimmingpoollearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon and just type in the word Hayward in the search box and you'll see that podcast I recorded with uh, Hayward on the Department of Energy Regulations as well as their pump lineup. I also did one with Jandy and so you can type in Jandy in the search box and pull up that one or the recording on their particular VS pumps and definitely refer to those when you're shopping for a VS pump. And if you want to listen to other podcasts, of course, there's many of them there. I have over 730 podcasts, and you can find something to listen to from that site. And if you're in the industry and want to enhance your business, definitely check out my coaching program at poolguycoaching.com. A lot of great benefits for joining there, including a discount on your general liability insurance. Again, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.